going on? What's happening? Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Hello. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, what's up, man? You good? I'm good, bro. I'm welcome, chilling. welcome, welcome. I'm good, buddy. Man, hey, I'm welcome so good. back to you, PC. You hey. just came back from the MC. CDMX, bro. CDMX. 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 What is that? Ciudad de Mexico. Mm. Ciudad de Mexico. La capital, Distrito Federal. Hey, bro, El Chino, no hablo espanol, bro. <laughs> oh, man, I'll talk about that here in a minute, bro. But hey, y'all, welcome back welcome. to the Prime Culture Podcast. My name is Cruz, and I am with the incomparable, often imitated, never duplicated, Ooh. Mr. Andrew. Hello, hello. Fung himself. Hello, hello. Hey, what's up, man? You doing good? I'm doing great, bro. Man, that's a good week, I'm huh? Doing, it's been a great week, bro. It's, yeah, bro. Uh, it's, it's always nice when you get the opportunity to try on a new face wash. Wait so, a minute, bro. Okay, so look, I, I like no, I like, dude. <laughs> self care, big bro. Deal. I, I care about self care, bro. Big deal. Okay, tell me about the face wash. Bro, okay, so look, I thought look, you shit. were glowing a little this, different. Shameless plug. Okay, like, look, someone gifted me some Monet, a Monet face wash, and some <laughs> face scrub. Okay. Okay. So like, right? Hey, they trying to get you, bro. They're bro, trying to get you to sign up, bro. Don't do it. They're trying to get you to sign up. You get, anyway, you get fifteen percent commission. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My life changed. No, okay. but for real, like they're they're um right now. I'm like in this place right now where like uh because of the face scrub, you know how like some face washes will actually bring up all the like the acne that's actually hidden deep within your skin. The the what what do they call the impurities? The impurities. The impurities. Right? So yes, like, I'm like, bro. I'm like, bro. I'm like low key like breaking out right now. But you know what? Just like the Lord, bro. He's just trying to reveal to you things that are deeply hidden with within your past and within yourself, bro. And that you have to acknowledge it because if you don't, hey, listen, it's just going to be stuck. Oftentimes, in there, you, you have to deal with the ugly before you get to the pretty, <sighs> right? For real. <sighs> no, hey, no, real talk. <laughs> yo, yo, real talk though, bro. You have to have a good yeah. skincare routine. Factual. For real, bro. Factual. For real. For real. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys an insider secret. <gasps> insider well, secret. Where are we going with this? Right. So, like, I had a. I had a, I had one of our, one of our young girls, man, like and by, by young girls, I mean, she's like 24, right? Like, so uh, she came up to me at, at a pop-up <clears throat> and she was like, Hey, yo, PC, your skin looks mad nice. Oh right? my gosh. And I said, girl, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, 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 but, 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 and I said, uh, she goes, what's man, what's the regimen? And I went through, I said, there's a toner. There's Come a wash. On. There's a night cream. There's a moisturizer on the daily. Come on. There's a S. Was it SPF? SPF. 50. Right. I think so. Whatever. I, it's, dude, my, Diana buys it for me, and she's like, "Bro, you gotta stay looking young." Mm. Right. And so there's well, like. Well, it's working. I'm trying, bro. Look, listen, I'm trying to do something about under my eyes, bro. These Gucci bags. I got these Gucci bags <laughs> under my eyes, bro. But you know what that is? That's just lack of sleep. Oh, is yeah. what it is. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? Bro, I get like. Boy, you you were about to say six. You're about to say six. I was like, boy, you better not be lying in the house of the Lord. Telling myself. So, like, fun fact, my mama, bro, don't even go to bed till like three in the morning, bro. Bro, I love this story, bro. Are you gonna tell? Are you gonna tell Carol's story? Yes, I am, bro. This is hilarious, y'all. This is so, dude. This this is so funny, bro. So, first of all, first of all, first of all. Bro, yo, listen, first of all, first of all, if you are, if you are, if you, you are, if you are, I love you, Carol. If you are a regular listener or a regular regular on the Prime Culture podcast, you need to at 
Andrew Fung. What's your Instagram? At Mr. Mr. Andrew Fung with three G's. Mr. Andrew Fung. Thanks for making it not complicated, bro. I appreciate that. Just right? three G's, what bro. an easy follow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and you need you need to DM him and tell him to send you a picture of him when he was a little baby oh with his mother, Miss Carol Fung. Stop. She is the sweetest thing, bro. And like, if you knew who she was, like, if you knew what what Andrew's mama looked like, like this story is even better, bro. <laughs> okay, go. You have to no, tell bro, the story so about like, your moms. Okay, look, like, okay, I love you, moms. Okay, uh, but like, bro, my mom doesn't even go to bed till like three in the morning what is she doing bro bro okay because like okay like she that's how she's always been but like she's also trained her dogs to be like that too <laughs> okay so like now my dogs bro like my parents dogs are just super needy at three in the morning and like you know like my parents have babied their dogs whatever right but like bro she will legit go hide in the restroom watching youtube videos on her phone because the dogs just go crazy at three in the morning bro that's hilarious <laughs> because they just want her attention that's hilarious and so like for me i guess i get it from my mama bro yeah, i get it from my mama i don't go to bed till like two three in the morning bro i know bro you gotta sleep i can't take melatonin though because if i do i can't wake up bro i did melatonin I, I, that sounds funny like we, we did drugs right like i did melatonin one time it was crazy bro use responsibly by the way <laughs> bro melatonin is over the counter you can buy it at cvs dude like what are we doing right now i'm not a dope dealer i'm a hope dealer oh let's go what just happened? I don't know, bro. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yo, I, I took melatonin um a couple of months ago, like two months ago. Bro, I had the craziest dreams. Bro, it knocks me with out. melatonin. It knocks me out. Not me, bro. I thought like it was like a movie, bro. I woke up like worse and I was like, dude, I can't do this. Okay, like in your movie, what were you? Were you like the action hero? No, bro. You, I was like, like like, okay, one time I was a <laughs> no, no, bro, two story. One time I was a fugitive. Oh my god. Right. So I was like running from people. Um, the other one, like the other ones were just weird, like life random situations. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like nightmares, but it was like, just <laughs> like, like my, like my sleep was just busy. You know what I'm saying? For like, real? it was like just busy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you ever had like busy sleep? I wonder what I do. Like in my, like, like while I'm just laying there, like if Courtney would ever just look at me while I'm having like, like an what is dream, this boy like, doing? Like, like what is what, what happening? Was, I know, bro. Bro, we just talked about absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Okay, but welcome to the Prime Culture <laughs> Podcast. No, welcome. but we were talking about skincare, right? You gotta take, you gotta take your, you gotta take care of your skin. You gotta sleep. You gotta self-care is the best kind of care, yeah. right? right? Like, um, and you know, I hear so like <clears throat> I think that if you take care of yourself today, right? Like just shameless plug and just some old man wisdom. Here we go. Ready? Um, just take care, like make the small investments today that the version of you 20 years from now is going to say, Hey, thank you. For real. Thank you for doing that. Thank for you for real. getting massages. Thank you for working out. Thank Ooh. you for eating well. Thank you for, um, like putting like lotion on your face. Yeah. Like, thank you for doing Seriously. that. You know, um, you know, what's crazy is that Growing up, I wasn't taught a lot of self-care. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like in my family, it wasn't like, oh man, take care of your body, take care of like, and no, no shade, right? No shade on my parents, no shade, whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But like I grew up like classic, classic minority, classic Mexican family, right? Like it was like 
like I'm nine years old. Here you go, mijo, eat three burritos, homemade flour tortillas, like refried beans in bacon grease, which like, <laughs> that's, a, it was delicious. Do you know what I'm saying? And Let's no, not, no knock on that. But like, dang, like I wish, like, I wish, I wish that there had been like some learning or some like parameters or something where it was like, Hey, don't eat all that sweet bread, bro. Oh because gosh. like, like. 40 year old version of you is going to be like yeah bro you know what i'm saying it. like 40 year old version of you is like like why didn't anybody tell me bro you know what I'm my 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 construct of my childhood is like completely different okay like for the ones that don't know okay like asian people skincare bro is like <laughs> bro it's like biblical bro oh for real like, bro like that's the reason why like koreans japanese people chinese people it's all about the skincare game bro so bro, like, i had no idea growing up i've legit probably like bro i was like nine nine years old bro face wash toner lotion like bro i was putting acne medication on my face before i even had acne bro like that's crazy we had we did we did what? we did vaseline that was it like we just <laughs> we just had vaseline like that was it like just vaseline like you put vaseline on your face and you just i look like a little boxer like little chubby boxer bro like like a little like a little baby <laughs> like a little baby heavyweight like who are you fighting today bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> shirtless bro and all <laughs> <laughs> Who are you fighting today, bro? Short shorts, bro. Oh, I don't even want to picture that right now. Bro, thanks, thanks for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, maybe we should like a trigger warning on that, bro. Thank you for that. You know, but I think it's so funny, bro. I think it's so funny how family values and how family yeah. traditions and and fam like really fam like learning is so connected to family. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like learning is so connected to family. The things we learn to do, the the people we learn to be, the <clears throat> excuse me, I just like straight coughed in your ear. I'm so sorry about that. Um you know, but like uh, identity is driven so heavy yeah. by family. You know what I'm saying? Like family traditions. Um, dude, for real, family traditions. <clears throat> oh my gosh, bro. Like I can't tell you like to this day like Oh man, like we're about to go deep sea diving real quick. Like to this day, like uh, I, I, there's there's some things that I've said, you know, like I'm going to draw a boundary uh, because mm. of the family tree that Diana and I are starting to build um, that, man, I still kind of feel guilty sometimes because it was a family tradition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, until it wasn't a family tradition anymore. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like, like we had to change. Right. You Your... know? family tradition. I had to change my family tradition, yeah. right? And I think I think that is one of the biggest truths that that changed my life as a young adult. Mm. Okay? Um if you ask me like, man, what were what were some either defining moments or pivotal moments for your life? It was when I discovered that I did not have to live my life in default mode. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Explain. Like <clears throat> Okay. So like you buy a TV, right? Right, like which, bro, like, like that. That might be like a rite of passage if you're a young adult. Like, I just bought my first eighty inch TV, eighty like, inch TV, and some furniture. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yo, big, like I got flex. this twelve months no interest at Best Buy. How at your boy? <laughs> I'm mad, grown up. Well, first of all, make sure you pay it off, right? Don't pay interest Seriously. on a TV, right? Especially on like eleven hundred dollars. Don't do that, okay? Anyway, neither here nor there. At some point, we'll talk money yep. on the podcast. Hey. Right now. We're talking about default mode, right? <clears throat> and so you can you can open up the box, yep. 
mount the TV and just watch it as is. Yeah. You don't mess with any of the color settings. And a lot of us, we live our lives that, that way. We live our lives like in default mode where mm. I didn't realize that there was a menu button on my life. Ooh. And in the menu button, there were settings that I actually had control over. Wow. Right? And until I discovered that menu button, and said, man, I can change settings. Like, like my life can get brighter. Mm. My colors can get more vibrant. What? Like, I, like I can actually reconfigure the picture of my life. Wow. Like that changed the game for me, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and I think, I think a lot of us, um, we don't realize that we actually have this beautiful gift that God gives us of choice. That is so good. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow. and if we're not careful, we live our lives in default mode. Right. Right. Like I think the moment where I, I discovered the menu button was the moment when, when I became self-aware. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, like I can actually make decisions. I don't have to go, I don't have to do this all the like there mm. what? There's a different way to live. And you know what, you know what what some of those catalysts were? It was seeing the example of people around me. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I knew, like there was a normal for me. There was a baseline for me until I saw something different. Yeah. Right. And so like, for me, that changed, like I, 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 I finished college, I get into corporate America and like my environment changes. And now all of a sudden there's like professionals around me who have been living their life for 25, 30 years in a certain direction, a certain bro. And right. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, like my boss drives like a S 500 Mercedes. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, how, like, wait, how do you do like, wait, like, and we work at the same place. All of a sudden I start becoming self-aware, like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like I'm seeing a configuration in his life that I want to see in my life. How do we do that? And I think the most important, one of the most important things is to discover that you don't have to live by default. You can live by design. That's so good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, wow. And so I think that as we're continuing the conversation about discipleship, right? Like it's so key, bro. It's so key. It's so important to understand that one of, one of, if not the most important thing that Christ offers our lives yep. through discipleship is the ability to push the menu button and live life outside of default wow. mode and actually live in a designer mode. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think if we talk about that, um, you know, for me, my default mode was, was determined and driven by my family. Right. Right. A lot of us, a lot of, a lot of you that are part of the podcast, part of the prime culture movement, Same like, here. right. Like, Same like, here. You you receive your default settings from family, right? You one hundred percent do, right? Yep. Your tendencies, the, dude, the way you act, like the way you talk, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, like you know, that, that's why that's why there's a, that's why there's that old cliche like father like son, mm -hmm. or the apple doesn't fall far real. from the tree, For right? Real. Why? Because we get our default settings, yeah. from our family, um, and what Christ offers us in in the invitation for discipleship is the awareness of ayo there's this there is this menu setting that when you choose this life what's the life you choose mm. it's the life of fellowship and relationship with Christ mm. by faith right it's the born again life it's the life where i no longer live by dis default but i live by design That's so good right <clears throat> so 
what happens is I think that there's two things at work, right? And there's two elements or two influences yep. at work in our lives, right? Define, uh, defined by default or defined by design and desire. What do we mean mm. by that, right? <clears throat> so we're invited into the family of God by right. desire. I'll share that with you in a second, right? Like you were born into the family you were born into by default. Right. You didn't have a say. Yeah. Right? Like there was a gleam in Kevin and Carol Fung's eye yeah. and they said, hey, let's make a baby. For real. Right? I, well, first and foremost, I hope that was the case. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm just joking. Mom, dad, if you're listening, I love you so much. I know. Thank you for making me. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, but like, I think about it, right? Like, right. I didn't have a choice. Right. Like Cruz and Estella, right? Like, they they like they they made me i didn't i didn't have a choice yeah. so i'm here by default right. i'm here by someone else's decision i'm right. here someone else went through a process of decision making and boom here i am so i don't necessarily have a choice to the family i'm in i don't necessarily have a choice for 18 years yep. at least right so think about this for 18 years you're being discipled by the family unit you're in by yeah. the environment you're in right they say nature and nurture i think it's a mix mm. of both right you have a proclivity but you get both your nature and your nurture from the family that you're a part of. Wow. I get my DNA. I get my genetic predispositions. I get my, my tendencies. I get like my, my personality and all of that is, is given to me by nature, by default, by my, by my mom, my mom and dad, my genetics. Right. <clears throat> and then I get by nurture, the environment I'm raised in by default, I absorb yeah. that. Yeah. Right. It's like the saying, like who you are, who you hang around. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, or, or you're like, you're the sum total of exactly where, like the, where you spend the most of your time. Yeah. Right. And you think about it, your most formative years, like where you learn to speak. Yep. Right. You get that where your family, yep. right. Like how you learn to think you get that where your family, family. what you learn to value, you get that where. Your family, Your family yeah. right? And the family that we're born to, we didn't have a choice. We're born right. into it by default. But on the flip side, in the family of faith, right? I'm not, I wasn't born into the family of faith. Uh, I was born again, right? Mm. By the decision of Jesus. Yeah. Right, right. Like, so here's my, here's my point, right? So Jesus said, man, I want to win you back. I want to bring you back. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to, when you choose me, right? Like if you put your trust in me, you will be what? Born, born again. Yeah. Yep. And now you're part of the family of faith, but we're, we're brought into and invited into the family of faith. How? By adoption. Yeah. Right. That's what oh. Romans, that's what Romans 8 says, 8 14, right? We don't, we haven't received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we received the spirit of adoption whereby mm. we cry, Abba Father. And so we were born into a family by default, but yeah. we were adopted by desire. That's so good. Jesus desired us, bro. Right. right? He's like, man, I want you so bad. I want you, I want you to be in relationship with me so bad that I am going to give my life for you so that I can bring you back. Mm. Right now that sounds amazing. Right. And that like, like for that's like, that's a good place to put like a little bit right. of a praise break. Like, yo, thank you, Jesus, for choosing me. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, for making a way for me to join your family of faith. But like, if we're looking at this honestly, and if we're looking at this objectively, bro, this can be mad awkward. No, 100%. Right. 100%. Adoption can be mad awkward. And let me let me just say this first and foremost, like um, for for just, you know, I'm going to draw from my own experience. Sure. Here, OK, so like. My dad, OK, my dad, 
my family construct has always been um, my mom is a stay at home mom and my dad is the supporter for sure. and the main contributor for sure. of the family. And back in the day, that was kind of almost like the status quo. No doubt. That was the, that know? was the fabric. That, yeah, was, 100%, that was the fabric. That was the framework. You know? yeah. And even still to this day, bro, like um, it's so crazy to me that like throughout all of my formative years, you know, we, since you're talking about by default. Right. I never really had the opportunity to have like a full fledged conversation with my father because he was never around. He was only home 30 days out of the year. Whoa, 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 whoa. So 30 days out of the year. For As a mechanical engineer. Yeah, he was so only home 30 days out of the year. Wow. And now fast forward to today. Um, my dad is probably doing that. Like he's home a little bit more now. Um, but like, yeah, bro, that was the construct of our family dynamic for like the past like 25 years. Of my life wow yeah so like my father you know i got a chance to grow in a relationship with my mom but like my dad would just buy me gifts mm. you know my dad would just buy me gifts to just mm. buy my love and now that i'm more mature you know obviously i try to have the conversation with um with my dad and we have those we have like kind of weird conversations to be <laughs> honest like my dad doesn't really know how to fully communicate with yeah, me yet yeah um but no knock on my dad whatsoever at all at all. I love my dad. I love the sacrifice that he that he made for the family. And, you know, I'm grateful for my mom, too. Um, but in this construct of the fact that Jesus chose us, like, it's so beautiful to me that my parents loved me how they knew. The best they knew. The huh? best they knew yeah. to love me. Um, but it's so beautiful because the love I didn't know I needed, I found in that context of relationship with Christ. Wow. You know, wow. and now that we're in a brand new place of love, a love that I've never experienced before, going back to what you said, it is awkward because it's like, <laughs> like, how do I even respond to this love? You know, yeah. like, where do I go from here? Yeah. No, I, I don't really I, know. I love what you said, right? Like that um, parents, our parents, right? Like, and look, because I'm a father, yeah. um, I, I now have a little bit of a bias to maybe not be so hard on my parents. Mm. Um, because I have, I have a similar context as well. Like my dad was present, um, but he wasn't necessarily always available. Right. Like, so I was like, you, you guys have heard my story a yeah. little bit, right. Um, my dad was 50 years older than me. Mm. Um, and so when I was a teenager, my dad was a senior citizen, right. Plus my father was a world war II veteran. Mm. And they say about my dad's generation that they didn't talk. They just grunted. Right. Hey. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> Hey dad, what about mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like hey Rick dad? Ross. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> For real Maybach. Whoa. Maybach music. <gasps> right? No, dude. Um and you know, but now that I look back um through the experience of having been a father for for 10 years now, I recognize man that like my, our parents know how to love us the best or our parents love us the best way they know how. Yeah. Right? And that's, that, that, you know, you guys listen, that's it. I, and I hate to say it this way, cause I don't like using this statement, but that just kind of is what it is. Right. right? Which is, it is what it is. Literally is default mode. Yeah. Right. But remember, like we're born into a family by default, but we're born again into the family and we're adopted into the family of faith and the family of God by desire. Mm. Jesus desires us. He desires to have a relationship with us. He desires to be reconciled oh. with us. And so he says, I'm going to adopt you. So while our earthly, biological, physical parents, right, love us the best way they know how, 
Jesus and the Holy Spirit and our Heavenly Father give us the love they know is best for us. Wow. You see the difference, right? Like I'm going to love you like in my physical, in my physical capacity. I, I, like I know my girls are going to have the same kind of testimony, the same kind of story about me. Mm. Like, dude, I'm, I'm doing my best, bro. Like yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to You're be a good a father. Job. Thank you, man. You're I appreciate that. Job. I appreciate that, man. Like, um, but I'm trying to be better. I'm trying, I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to learn. And I'm trying to be more available. And I'm trying to, you know, like be patient and loving and kind and soft and all of that. I'm doing the best I know how today. Yeah. Right. Um, and I know when my girls are in their twenties and they're like, they, you know, their self-awareness comes and they, they, because they're going to hit the menu button and say, man, I appreciate the default mode, but right. man, we got it. We got to go into a designer mode. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I know, I, I hope that they're able to say also, man, dad did the best he knew how, but Jesus knows best how mm. to love me. And you know, you said something, uh, I just want to do a quick ad. Like you said, like Jesus desires us. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, Jesus knows the desires of your heart. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. He knows so, the needs. He knows your He needs. knows the needs, man. Right. You and know. that's exactly what we mean, right? Like, um, <clears throat> and look, that's the beauty of adoption. Yeah. Right. And so, look, that's a, you guys, as you're listening to this, that's a big, big theological framework. Mm. Okay. That you were chosen by God to be a member of his, of his family. Right. Right. You do nothing to deserve adoption. Adoption is driven totally by desire yep. and love and generosity of the person who has the capacity to choose and bring you into their context, mm. right? And adoption is massive because you were born again and you were adopted into the family of faith. Now, adoption invites us, look, Adoption invites us into the opportunity of, of experiencing a whole new way of life. Yeah. Okay. Now you're going to hear us talk about this for about four to five minutes. I just went minutes. <laughs> that was so awkward. Did you guys hear that lisp? Bro, you know what? Listen, man. It, okay. It look, great. look, no, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> it did not. Okay. But I got to give, I got to give you guys context. Okay. Listen, I was eating, I was eating breakfast today and I don't know what, I don't know why I bit my tongue. Bro, I have one too. Bro, I, I've bitten my, okay. I bit myself twice today. Mm. Like I had like a, a mouth demon or something. Like, <laughs> like how over, or overly spiritual, right? Like, well, okay, bro. Okay, if, bro. If I may add, if I may add, usually when you bite the inside, inside of your mouth, it's due to a lack of sleep. Or you're tired. Well, first of all, I'm gonna need you to stay out of my business. First of all, I'm gonna need you to just go ahead and mind your business, bruh. Uh, <laughs> so that's where I came from because, like, I feel like my tongue is kind of swollen in the back because that's oh, yeah. where I bit myself, like in the back. Bro, mine's like so, right here in the corner, bro. Where like your the top of your the the top your top teeth and your bottom bro, teeth meet, and it's like the worst right now. This is way too much information. Sorry. I'm sorry, Anyways. you guys. I'm sorry we hey. subjected you to all of this. Just. You can do you can do as Kevin Hart says, just laugh at our pain. Yeah, for so. real. All right, so look, let's come back to it, right? Look, look, look. Adoption is a big part of your faith, right? right? <clears throat> and you have to view it that way. So here's what happens with adoption. Adoption invites us into an opportunity of experiencing and exploring a whole new way of life. Now, for the next four or five minutes, you're going to hear us talk about, yes, look, grand scheme of things, adoption is a beautiful thing, right? right? Like, I mean, you look, you look at parents who adopt babies just in the f physical uh, 
application, yeah. right? And it's like, dude, that's beautiful, right? That oh, a baby yeah. who was uh, like, well, I, I don't know the context. I'm not going to throw judgment or shade, but a ba- for some reason, the parents of this baby or the parents of this child have said, I, I completely just release myself from any responsibility or rights to this child. Now this child belongs to no one. Mm. You know, can I tell you that because of sin, we belonged to, we didn't belong to no one. We belonged to darkness, right? right? And so Christ says, you know what? How much is it going to cost to adopt them and bring them back into my family. And sin said, it's going to cost you everything. And so Jesus said, well, then I will give everything to adopt them back to myself. Uh, Right. And so this is why Romans eight, chapter 14 says, or Romans chapter eight, verse 14 says, you've not received the spirit of of bondage and sin again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption mm -hmm. whereby you now have the ability to call him father. By Amen. adoption, right? Amen. Okay. So for those of you, let me like I just I feel like I just gotta unpack it a little bit. Yeah, okay, if that's cool. It. Let's go. So for those of us who are fighting and having like like belonging issues because like man, like I, I haven't done anything to to deserve this. I haven't done anything like to be worthy of it. Like how? Like how could I belong to this family? Like how could God love me? Like, doesn't God know what I did? Doesn't God know who I am? Doesn't God know how I messed up? Like, why? Why would he love me? Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. Can I tell you that in spite of all of that? The beauty of your relationship with God the Father through Christ is adoption. And adoption invites you and I to explore a whole new way of life, a whole new way of belonging, and a whole new relationship with God. Like, we're given this opportunity to explore Mm. His design for our life. Our default mode, Andrew, was sin and death and darkness and hopelessness. That was our default mode. Here comes Christ. He's like, yo, there's the menu button. Let's turn this life on, bro. Let's turn this life, like for real. And he said it from jump, right? We, we always got to throw that 1010 on. Yeah. It, right? Like let's always throw yep. that 1010. What's the 1010 we're talking about? The thief has come. <laughs> come on, to baby. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Hello. But I have come. I have come, right? So, so look, a yep. life of default was a life where there's, I'm being stolen from my identity, my belonging, my worth, my value has been stolen from, right? The thief yep. steals. I've like, my joy is killed. My, mm. my hope is killed and future is destroyed, right? Like, can I tell you guys, as you're listening to this, like the gravity of you understanding that you belong to God by faith yep. in Christ and him yep. choosing you and you saying, I'm going to follow Jesus's way of hitting the menu button and no longer living in default mode. Not only is it about you, the life you're living, but it, it's about enabling the life of generations to come. Wow. Right. If we do this, we will change the default mode for yeah. the generations after us. I'm mm. telling you, man, like, like that's the point. The enemy doesn't want to just steal and kill and destroy you. He wants to steal, kill and destroy you and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. That's why the fight that you're fighting today is so important. And this is mm. why your relationship, your walk and your faith wow. is so key because there are fights that you're fighting today that if you choose like for real, if you choose to say, I'm not going to live that default thinking, that def- that default mentality, that default pattern, that default disposition, that default hurt anymore, your kids will not have to endure that. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And so it's a beautiful thing that we're invited to. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus says, look, that the enemy wants to steal from you, kill from you, or kill you and destroy you. But I have come. 
that yeah. you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. abundantly. You know what more abundantly means? More abundantly doesn't just mean like you get stuff. Like, like okay, look, can we just settle something? Like, I know I don't have to defend it to prime culture, but when we say abundant life, I'm not talking about like Bentleys and Maybachs right. and racks on racks and like we out here balling out. Yeah. Like that's so dumb and that cheapens what Christ did. Mm. Right, the abundant life is a life where it's like, yo, I don't need the Bentley to to yeah. define me. Real joy comes from the inside out, and I can rock in a Prius, baby. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm oh. in here in my little Nissan Sentra. Let's go, and I'm confident, and I'm full of purpose. Let's go, and I'm full of joy. Oh. That's the abundant life. Why? Jesus comes and says, the abundant life says, yo. Let me show you this menu button. You don't have to live on default anymore. Let me show you all of these vibrant colors that your life can take on yeah. when you understand who you are in me, right? So peace, prosperity, health, health, and, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good, every form of good, yeah. right? Absolutely. That's oh. what he offers us, right? And so look, that's a beautiful message, right? But here is the bottom line. Adoption is mad awkward. Mad weird. <laughs> It is, bro. Weird. It, it yep. is absolutely awkward. Why? Because it's an invitation to a whole new life, right? Everything's new. But it's an invitation to a whole new life. Wait, right. what? Wait, like, wait. I have to learn to live a whole new way of living. And it's awkward, bro. Mm. It's awkward to go from I didn't belong to now I belong. Yeah. It's awkward to go from like I didn't really feel loved to like, wait, what? You love me? Yeah. What do you want from me? Mm. You love me? What do you expect in return? Like, do you understand? Like, wow. bro, like, 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 there are people like me who live with the context of strings attached love. You know what I'm saying? Transactional. Like, like 100% bro, yeah. transactional love to where like, mm. even now, like as the Lord is redeeming me, bro, like even now as he, re he, not redeeming, I was redeemed the moment I received him as Lord and Savior, but as he's regenerating me, right. changing me, conforming me, transforming me, bro, to this day, bro, there, I still have this thing inside of me where it's like, wait, you love me? You want to be nice to me? What's your angle? What you want from me? Wow. Like, who was you? I don't know you. Wow. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, wow. and that's, that's on the inside of me. Like, um, and so like, it's awkward to like, have lived a life of transactional mm. love and like takers coming in to say, I love you, but really I love you is just the passcode to take from you. Right. You know what I'm saying? To like, no, I love you and I expect nothing in return. Or I love you when it's convenient for me to love mm. you. Mm. No, for real. Yeah. You know? And so I think, I think Oof. what happens is the intention of our heavenly father, when he loves us more abundantly is not to take from us. Mm. Right. It's not, it's not to, God's heart is not to take from you. He's not a taker, right? Yeah. He's not, his intention is that through the context of relationship, he reveals to us and teaches us how to live this Amen. abundant life that he Amen. intended for us to have. But look, we're just going to call out the elephant in the room. It's awkward to live this life. Right. It really is, man. It's, it's awkward to live this life. It's awkward to be like, yo, for the last 22 years, I lived my life like this for the last 27 years. Way. Yes, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like for the, like, 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 like for you, right? Like, like no knock on Kevin. I love Kevin Fung. I love he's my incredible, too. bro. Like, like he's what a man. I love my dad you know so saying? much too. He right? did his best. He <laughs> yeah. did his best. Right. However, if you're not careful, it's like, man, my context of love is, oh, okay. Love is I, I get you something and then you give me something back. Bet. That's right. how I'm going to love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, bro, my context of love is I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Covered everything up. 
Mm. So I can burn the house down. I can blow things. I can literally, not not, not literally, figuratively, <laughs> metaphorically yeah. with my words, blow your life up, tear you down with wow. words. And nah, man, you know what? I'm so, Three minutes later, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was upset. I love you. Wow. Right? And so like our framework of how to live life was driven by the default modes we were in. And so what happens is now we're adopted and we're invited to live this new life, but we don't know how to live this right. life, right? Like, and this is the stuff nobody talks about, I don't think, or we don't talk about it enough. Yeah, like no, we'll say, seriously. yo, give your life to Jesus. It's gonna be amazing, right? And it's like, okay, I give my life to Jesus. When does it get amazing? Right, what do I, or what do I do next? <laughs> yes, bro. Like, bro, I remember when I first gave my, like, re, like rededicated my life, bro, like, <laughs> I love that. I love the laugh. I can't wait to hear what's making you laugh, <laughs> bro. Like, no, I'm just like, I remember when I regave my life, bro, and I, like, I, I, like, I started coming to Abundant Church, and like, I just remember, bro, like, asking myself, like, okay, like, what do I do? Do I like, <laughs> bro? Do I like, Stop. bro? You like Ricky Bobby? <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't. What do I? <laughs> but it's true though. What do oh, I, what do what I, do I, I do? <laughs> this is so dumb right now, bro. But, but yes, yes, but, like, yes. I wanted yes, to be yes, here. I yeah. wanted to be here. And I like a part of me knew that he wanted me to be here, wow. but I just didn't know yeah. like what to yeah. do. Yeah. Like, no, I love it. I didn't know what was right to say. I, I didn't know honesty. what was wrong to say. I didn't know like you know, like if there was like a specific like church greeting that I need to. I'm not, I'm not Greetings even, and salutations, brothers and peace, sisters. Peace be with you, brother and of with Christ. And with you too. <laughs> like shout out to our Catholic brothers and sisters. Like peace be with you and unto you too. Oh my you know gosh. I mean? like, I, hey, I, I get know. you. I know. I get you, man. I get you. And yeah. the truth is, <clears throat> it's mad awkward. This is why discipleship is so important. Yeah. Discipleship yeah. and relationships of discipleship give you the opportunity to learn how to mm -hmm. live this life. Discipleship, right? <clears throat> and remember, like, we can recap a little bit. Discipleship is simply saying, I'm attaching myself to Jesus. Yeah, He's my teacher. He's the standard. He's the truth, the way, and the life, yeah. right? Like, I'm going to run my race looking to Jesus, right? Like, you, are, you, are you old enough to remember those bracelets? That the WWJD. WWJD. Yes, do you remember course, the Angel Richie? Do you remember the WWJD? Are... You don't remember what would Jesus the what would Jesus do? Blankets and uh, blankets, blankets, bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro. Those were the those were the things back in the 100%, day. One hundred percent, right? Yeah. But look, watch. Discipleship literally invites you and me to ask that question. Mm. Okay, this is awkward. What would Jesus do? Right. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And you guys, literally, that is what discipleship is, to teach us what Jesus would do. And you know what's so funny is that, like, uh, we came back from Dallas. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yes, man. There was a new, yes. there was a new rendition of those bracelets. Wait, hold on. H-W-L-D. No. He would love, was it, wasn't it? He would love -Y -Y, deeply? H-Y, H-Y, uh, he would love first. Is that what it was? Yeah. He would love first. He would love first. Yeah. I, you know what? I would say he would teach you how. Ooh. That's what Jesus would do. Ooh. He would teach you how. We need to make some bracelets. Bro, he would teach you how to Dougie. <laughs> bro, I don't know. Bro, I don't know how to Dougie. 
Hey, bro, listen, we'll listen. Get there. Man, we'll get there. Please bro. teach me. Please, would you please, please, will you bro, please teach get, me? Will you yeah, please? Look, <laughs> look, how do you do that? I can't do that. This is so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. This is so I'm ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. Yo, okay. So, all that to say, we get it. We get it. Right. We get that the first initial steps into belonging to Jesus, making this decision, taking on this way of life. Yeah. Look, we're like, we're with you guys. It's awkward, but it shouldn't stay awkward. That's what discipleship invites you to. That's why Jesus said, follow me. This is why it's called a walk with Jesus, Christ, yeah. right? A walk with Christ, because in walking, he teaches you how he teaches you his way of living he teaches you his heart for your life right <clears throat> and i think andrew if we're not careful we we initially will will think or or if we're not careful and we don't have proper discipleship or proper relationship with christ yeah. we think that christ is just about the disciplines mm. just about the do this don't do that put this on take this off go wow. here don't go there do this do that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is sin. That's not sin. Right. Hey, this is allowed. That's not allowed. Right. right. And I think before we ever really walk in relationship, we get the the, the disciplines defined. Right. Right. <clears throat> and look, am I saying that the disciplines are wrong? Absolutely not. But outside of relationship with Christ and outside of an attachment to Christ, um, those disciplines become rules obligations that eventually here yeah. here's here's the the axiom and here's the the principle that rules and regulations without relationship will breed rebellion wow. every time right so wow. before i get into the definitions of disciplines i have to have the benefit of discipleship yeah. what's the benefit of discipleship relationship amen that i get to i get to know the heart of my father, not just the rules of my father. That's great. Does that make sense? That's great. Because he carries both. That's great. Right? But like in that, in that, I have to say, let me understand his heart for me. Right. See, and so like you guys, that's the, that's the step of discipleship. That's the step of adoption saying, okay, I now belong to a new family. I understand that I can call him father, right. not just God. Absolutely. Right? I can actually call him father. And because he's a father, he has a heart for me. He has yep. a design for me. Yep. Right? He has a plan. He has a strategy for me. Can I tell you that the, the, the Bible literally says that? Maybe you've never heard the scripture. It's one of our favorites. Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm. Right? The Lord says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good, for a future, and a hope, mm. not for disaster or tragedy, mm. right? And so can I tell you, like when God chose you, like it wasn't out of pity, right? it was out of planning. right? Like dude, like God had a plan from jump wow. for our lives. You know wow. what I'm saying? And so like to think that God's plan was just about bringing us into his family saying, all right, now sit there and you better act right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like really? Like really, like so his son is going to die Christ is going to die so that I can have a relationship with where he's like, sit there and don't do that. No, dude, you wow. don't you, like, you don't, okay, this is going to sound, this, okay, hear my heart on this. You don't belong to an orphanage. Like I'm thinking like little orphan Annie, like you ever watch like those orphan films, yes. like, like where there's orphanages yeah. and there's always like the mean, like lady. Yeah. 
at the orphanage or like, Always. or like you hear, like, you know, like, 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 look, like he's not, he, that's not, that's not this. Right. Right. He didn't save you and, and bring you out of what he brought you out of to be like, you better sit there and you better shut up and you better act right or else. Mm. Like Jesus didn't die for right. that. He didn't. You know what he died for? I have a plan for you. There's Come a design on. for your life. There's just a design for our relationship. And so look, so you've heard us talk about this for a little bit already, okay? So we're going to we're going to turn the corner. So we have to understand that discipleship, right? The invitation to a relationship, to a walk with, to a getting to know him will mm. only happen in the context of discipleship. Right. Right? Discipleship is an attachment to him, a leaning on him, yeah. a dependency on him, an openness to say, okay, hey, listen, I trust you now as I would trust the Father. Look, yeah. you guys, look, again, it's awkward to be vulnerable. It's awkward to trust. It's like, look, dude, I know you've been hurt. I know you've been disappointed. I have too, right? And the truth is, like, it's hard to trust Heavenly Father because I got daddy issues. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway. I think if you remind yourself, like, like that the Lord is not trying to keep you from something. Mm -hmm. Come on. But to preserve you for something in the future. Absolutely. And his purpose for you. I think that's it, it helps recenter you. Absolutely. You know, just in the in the in the daily waves yeah. of life. Yeah, one hundred percent. I remember you know <clears throat> I remember when um when when I joined a new church, um, and it was um we had left my father's church. Um, me and Diana had left our family's church. Because there was just there's several reasons, mm -hmm. right? We'll talk about that another day. And so we <clears throat> we went and joined a new community of faith, um, and it was cool. Like it was it was actually incredible. We were so welcomed, and we people were so nice. Um, but like I tended to keep people at a distance, mm -hmm. right? And there was a degree of when like people wanted more than just a shallow relationship, I got awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like I did. And I remember um, uh, my mentor and, and, you know, he's been my pastor for almost 20 years, uh, Pastor Perry Kearney. He said, Cruz, when are you going to act like you belong here? Yeesh. Isn't that crazy? Woo! Like, when are you going to act like you belong here? Oh my goodness. Like we, ex like the door's open. Like this is your home. When are you going to act like you belong here? When are you going to open yourself up? And like there were times if I'm just being, I'm gonna keep it a buck, right? There were times where like I almost left because I was like, man, I can't, I can't, wow. I can't. And you know what, bro? Looking back, it wasn't the church; it was me. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I think ultimately the question is this: for those of us who are on the fringe with Jesus and not and not enjoying the depth of relationship with Him, right? It's not Christ. Mm. <laughs> like he's like bro i'm all in dude yeah. like i bled for you bro you know what i'm right. saying like i died and i rose again for you bro like like everything you have is yours man <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh you're not entertained you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like no but for real right like yeah. dude like everything i have is yours and i think i think in discipleship the invitation now is like yo um are you gonna be a part of this family or not mm. right because we do have that choice mm. right like we we can't like Oh man, this is, this might be too deep, but I'm just going to say it. And um, I'm, I'm going to look at Angel Richie to make sure that my medical terminology is correct, right? You're an NP, Angel Richie, nurse practitioner, hey. extraordinaire. Oh my hey. gosh, right? What can this man do? 
What for real? Oh my gosh! Hey, right. bro. So we'll shout them out at the end of the at the end of the episode. But watch, <clears throat> there there were there have been times where, um, it's really sad, and, and hopefully this is not triggering, but like I, hopefully you get the principle, where a baby is born to a family, um, and either passes away or just doesn't develop, and this one of the statements or one of one of the ways or part of the terminology is a failure to thrive right? Mm. A failure to thrive. <clears throat> and when I look at the spiritual construct of that, there are so many children of God who don't walk into everything that God has for us because of a, because of a failure to thrive, Wow! right? And it's not because of God. Mm. It's because I, did, I have not made the decision to say, you know what? I'm going to act like I belong to God. I'm going to be a part of this family. And as awkward as it can be, if you're going to belong to this family, you're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're going to have to choose to say, "You know what? I do belong to this family." Right. You know what? I do I do believe that I was chosen. I do believe that God made a way for me to be a part of this, right? So let me ask you this. Um I just remember like you since you're saying are when like, when are you going to make the decision to be a part of this family? Yeah. Right. I remember for me, there were so many moments where I was just like, you know, I'm just full transparency, right? You said, we said discipleship is awkward, right? So Oof, I'm just going to say it, it bro. Is. Like, bro, there were times where me being as prideful as I used to be, okay, like I was crying in my car because I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. I was sick and tired of the same things happening in my life. I was same I was sick and tired of like just the outcomes that were happening in my life and a part of me knew I needed to change. Yeah. Right? So Absolutely. Let me ask you this. What was that moment for you that <laughs> that made you decide, okay, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I I feel like there's a lot of young adults who are literally there right now where they're yeah. just kind of like in that waning space where it's just like, okay, do I make the decision or not? No, yeah, yeah. Right, look, so. look, look. I think, um, okay, so I won't, I won't get too graphic with it, okay? I don't want to be Captain Inappropriate. Um, I've talked about it openly several times at a culture night, et cetera, okay? Um, but I'll start here. Jesus often will ask some challenging questions. One of the most challenging questions that Christ would ask men and women during his ministry is literally, so like at, at first glance, when you read the Gospels, do yourself a favor also. Like, go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just so you can get a picture of, of Christ's life and his ministry. If you haven't done that, read through mm. the Gospels, okay? Just go read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in that, you would, you would, you would seem that, like, Jesus was, like, tone deaf because he would, like, talk to a blind person and be like, what do you need? <laughs> right? <laughs> he would talk to, like, a sick person and say, what do you need? Right? He would talk to, like, the father or the mother of a dead child and say, what do you need? Yeah. Right. And when you study that, it's this heart of Christ to still give you a choice. But in giving you a choice is also offering an opportunity right. to assess what you're currently doing. Because right. when he would ask, what do you need? What he really was asking is, hey, um, how's this working for you? Uh, do you want to be healed? That's like, like he would ask those questions. Like, like you're talking to a lame man, a man who has not walked for 38 years. Yeah. Right. 
and he would like he asks this tone deaf question, seemingly tone deaf, and he said, "Hey, uh, do you do you want to be healed? Is that what you want?" Literally, what he's saying is like, "Hey, the way you're living your life, this default mode, how's that working for you? Is it is it is it is it creating what you want? Are you happy where you are? Mm. You know." Um, so for me, it was a moment like that, um, smack dab in the walk of shame. I mean, this is a true story. I was like on the walk of shame, leaving someone's house who I don't know her name, mm. getting in my truck on a Sunday morning and like literally sitting in my truck, feeling just completely, completely wow. just, you know, and if you've ever been in that, you know what I'm talking about? Just like, oh, wow. Oh, and I just, I just heard this voice in my ear, right? Um, I, I was asked a question. Um, actually, I was actually DM'd a question the other day. Actually, last night or this morning. Hey, Pastor Cruz, like, how do you tell the difference between the Holy Spirit and your own conscience, right? Um, and I'll just give you just kind of like a plain response, a simple response. Um, the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life and in me, sounds like me. It doesn't sound like, a, I wish it sounded like T.D. Jakes, mm. right? Like I do, or like. That'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh my God, or like James Earl Jones. Do you guys know James Earl Jones? Like the voice no. of Mufasa, right? Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes it sounds like Rafiki, you know what I'm saying, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like get out of my head. Anyway, um, but it sounds like me, but it says things that I wouldn't say. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it says it like that, that, that whisper says things that are contradictory to my impulse mm. that are contradictory to what I want to do. Right. And so in that moment in my truck, I literally hear the Lord say, it sounds like my voice, but it's something I wouldn't say. And it literally was, how long are you going to do this for? Like how long, how long, like how long are you oh going to do gosh. this? Yeah. And I remember responding, bro, and I just broke down, dude. I was like, I was like 21, 22. And I just broke down. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want this anymore. Whoa. And what that did was, I believe it with all of my heart, Andrew. Like, did my life change radically? No. But something happened. The door cracked open, right? Where I said, hey, I, I'm, I'm willing to entertain a different way of doing things. Hmm. I'm willing to entertain that there is a different way of living, wow. right? Um, and so whatever that moment looks like for you, right? right, Or for you that are listening or watching, um, I think in that moment, as awkward as that moment is, it's so key to say, okay, I'm going to behave like I belong, mm. right? And look, here's the truth. To make that choice, it's actually very simple. And to answer what does God want when you make that choice is really simple. He wants everything. Yeah. Like he wants it all. Um, and I think to give us a perspective of what it looks like to say, okay, I'm gonna follow Jesus. Okay. I'm okay. I'm 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 going to walk through the door and the opportunity that Christ has invited me to to find a new way of living. Um, I think it's summed up so well in Matthew chapter 16, mm. uh, verses 24 to 26. <clears throat> and Andrew and I are just going to take a moment to share it with you. Hopefully this is helping you guys so far. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Andrew, I love the, um, and then we're, re- we're reading the um, Amplified version, Amplified Classic. Classic. Yeah, the Amplified yep. Classic version. Um, and so it literally says this, it, as the header, dis- discipleship is costly. Following mm-hmm. Jesus is costly, right? Cruz, what's it going to cost me? If you do it the right way, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but Cruz, what do I get if you do it the right way? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right? For real. Um, watch. And so look, look what Jesus says. <clears throat> then, like, I'm just going to, we're just going to read and then we're going to pause and unpack and then read some more, yeah. pause Let's and unpack. It. Is that cool? Yeah. Awesome. And then Jesus said this to his disciples. If anyone wishes to follow me, let's pause there. Anyone. Yeah. Any, who? One. Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Who? And, and anyone can follow right. Jesus. Any, like, so let me just use this as a little bit of leverage to push back on those of you who are like, oh man, I could never, I could never, I've done too much. I could mm. never, I could never, if anyone yeah. wishes to follow me. Mm. Can I just tell you that if you have the desire in you, I'm not saying the track record. I'm not saying that you have like a, what's the highest, what's, what's, the, what's the highest, um, Credit score you could have is it like an eight fifty? Eight fifty, right? Can you get? Can you go higher than that? I don't think so, right? Eight fifty? Eight fifty? I don't know. I have like a three ten. Ah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, it's like an eight twenty. Right <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, just, <laughs> Slight flex. Yeah, it's like an eight thirty seven. Someone. <laughs> That's a grown flex. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Oh my God. Bro, you know what's so hey. funny? <laughs> this is so You know what's dumb. funny, bro? Like when when like brand new young adults are like 21, because I used to be this one dude. I used yeah, to be yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Bro, my credit history is like two years old, bro, but I got a 780 and I'm flexing bro, I'm like killing it. <laughs> killing the game. Flexing. Look at all this stuff know, I can buy. Bro. bro, but then my credit history is so young. Like I have one late payment and it just drops <laughs> Boom, down to like a dead. 630. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> Yo, no, no, but look, look, look. For those of you who are like, man, I don't have, I don't, I don't have enough credit. I don't want to like, if you have the wish to follow, yeah, he'll tell you how, mm. right? And so this invitation is for who, and everyone, yeah, and anyone. everyone, absolutely, yeah. right? So if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, here we go. He's he's putting out he's putting out the checklist. He must deny himself, mm. right? So if you're going to make a choice. Okay, here, here we go. If you're saying, Cruz, it's been awkward, man. I'm trying, man, I'm trying to walk with Jesus. I'm trying. All right, here we go. Here, like, here's, here's like basic instructions, discipleship 101. You ready? Here we go. He must deny himself. What does that mean? I love the amplified version. Literally means I need to set aside selfish interest. Wow. Selfish interests, right? The things that I want, Mm. right? For me, you know what that looks like? My own opinions. My own preferences. I, I look. I'm going to end up battling Jesus, not following Jesus, if I try to follow Him with my interests. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, when like you hear me say this all the time, bro. But like, whenever it's unhealthy for me in my walk with God, because I'm not perfect, bro, at all. Right. right? Like, it's usually like, hey, yo, God, I want to do this. You should come with me. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I'm I'm going over here. You should come. Mm. And it's like, wait, what? No, bro. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and watch. So I have to lay aside my selfish interests. For a lot of us, it's awkward because I'm not willing. I'm not willing to lay aside what what interests me. I'm not willing to lay aside what my preferences. I'm not willing to lay aside my opinions. He is not. He's not here as 
like, oh man, I'm going to give you good advice. Right. Right. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like he is God almighty. Yep. He's not a, con- he's not a consultant. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and a lot of times, like it, it really is that like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the good advice. I appreciate it. Good looking out. Appreciate the vibes. <laughs> You know, okay, great. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Let me know how that works for you. Wow. For real, let me know. Let me know how that works, mm. right? Oftentimes, this is where, this is the first place a new believer, a young believer will falter. Wow. I'm not willing to lay aside my own interest. I'm not right. willing to lay aside my own wisdom. I'm not willing to lay aside my own perspectives. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so like, the Lord is saying, look, if you're going to follow me, the very first place you have to, uh, <laughs> you, you have to start is, man, lay aside those interests. Now, wow. he's not taking from you. Remember, we talked about this. Like, he doesn't take from you. And if he does ask anything from you, it's to give you something better. Mm. Do you see what right. I'm saying? Like, yep. um, so watch, look, look what he says. So you have to lay aside your selfish interest and take up your cross. I love what Pastor Charles teaches on this, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm going. I know where you're going. You know, yeah. like take up your cross. What does that mean to take up your cross? Like, man, I have to go get gruesome. No, dude. Literally, literally, what it means is take a stand. Yep. Right. This is the moment where you take your stand. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do things God's way. That's the first stand we take. <sighs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that is the first stand we take. Okay. Obviously, my way of doing I've been around this mountain for 25 years. I've been around this mountain for 28 years. I've been around this mountain for 33 years. Right. It's obviously not working. So the stand I'm gonna take is you know what? Here we go. You're God, I'm not. Right. You're Lord, I'm not. You're Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And bro, like it, I, I kind of chuckled there for a second, bro, because when Jesus was saying that back then, bro, the real the reality of it was if you took a stand, you were legit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna get crucified. No, yeah, you were getting crucified. Like, like, yeah, that's it. Came with that cost. Like, Fort- fortunately, now it's death to self. Yeah, and death to selfie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> For real, one hundred percent. Back then, it was like death. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> you know, no, that's that's the reason why I chuckled. I was like, man, like, we kind of we kind of got it good right now. Well, he made it simple, yeah. bro. He made it simple. You know what I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for the example and the sacrifice of all the early church fathers, all mm. the early brothers and sisters of the faith that took that. Wow. Now, you know, like, and let me and let me say this, man. Like, when you read history and you read church history, first century church history, the fact that men and women and families were willing to die for this. Oh, gosh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they followed Christ's examples. Like, so we look at it and we're like, oh man, those poor martyrs. They're like, nah, man. Like, I know what I signed up for. Right. Like, I know what I signed up for. The apostle Paul made it plain. He's like, man, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Come on. Either way, I win. If I live, it's Christ. If I die, I gain everything. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So the beautiful thing is that you, your life doesn't have to die. Your opinion might have to die. Right. Right? Like your your stubbornness. Yeah might have to die a self-interest pride ego ego that might have to die emotions hello oh that might have to die but watch if that dies guess what guess what resurrects in you christ in me mm. you see what i'm saying yeah 
um, the apostle, not the apostle, John the Baptist, Jesus's cousin said it this way. And it's so beautiful. He said, I must decrease so that he can increase. Yeah. Amen. Right. And so there's only one way, right? Okay. Wow. So he says, so you take up your cross, you take your stand, right? What does taking your stand look like? Watch. It is expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. Right mm. now, fortunately, we're, we don't face like persecution. Like no right. one's kicking the door down and dragging you into the streets and beating you up. Right. right? But whatever may come is like, okay, I'm willing. I'm, you know what? I'm willing to endure the discomfort of being alone. Wow. Because if my taking, taking a stand means I'm going to live my life according to the design of God and him saying, hey, listen, your body wasn't meant for that. Hey, mm. your love and your expression of love wasn't meant to be exploited that way. What, wow. what, if, what if you just took a season of solitude, right? Then I've got to be willing to take the stand and endure and say, you know what? I'd rather be by myself than messed up with someone else. Wow. Right? So I've got to be willing to endure that. Right? right? I've got to be willing to endure the 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 repercussions of of telling friends and telling family and social groups, hey, you know what? My stand is I don't do that anymore. Right. My stand is I'm not I'm not going to allow my body to be polluted that way yep. anymore. I'm like, and it's not, I'm not, and no, it doesn't make me better than you. That's not what I'm saying. Right. This isn't about elitism. This is about belonging to a different family. Right. I no longer live to this default. I'm just like, all I'm doing is, is pressing different, different color, color tones and like different, yeah. different configurations for my life. And I'm just choosing to not do that today. It's mm. not that I can't, or that it's, it's that, oh, oh, oh what God's going to be mad at you. No, no. I just want to, I just want to live the best life prescribed by God. And the way Amen. he's teaching me to do that right now is through this discipline. Amen. The way he's teaching me to do that right now is by following him and obeying him. And so that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing that's so this, or that's why I'm not doing this. Right. And I've got to be willing to endure that. Right. Remember, we, look, we already acknowledged it. It's awkward. Yeah, it is. It is awkward. It is awkward when your friends are like, yo, it's Friday night. What are you doing? I'm going to culture night. Right. All right. You're going to meet us downtown after. No. Yeah. Why? You think you're too good? No, no, that's, that's not it at all. I just, that's just not my life anymore. Right. Like I'm down to go to brunch on Saturday morning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, but like, hey, like, how come you don't? How how come you behave that way? Because it runs in my family. Yeah. Right. Like, how can you? How, like, how how can you take care mm. of yourself that way? Because it runs in my family. Or like back in like back back when I had like other friends, they'd be like, "Oh, you smashed that chick? No, sir." <laughs> For real? Hold on, I just love, like, I love that, bro. No, I love sir. No, sir. <laughs> hey, bro. No, sir. Yeah, for real. That came up to me a lot. Oh, actually. yeah, bro. Like, I get it. I get it. 100%. And I, I just had to say no. No, I didn't. 100%. Right? No, I didn't. And now, look. No, look, I'm not going to Like, that's either. the low-lying fruit. Right. Some of the other stuff you're going to have to endure is, like, enduring the enduring the, the awkwardness and the, the need for patience in loving yourself, learning to love yourself. Do you know oh. that that's one of the hardest things to do is learning to accept self, learning self-love, learning self-value mm. and walking the tension of like, man, I'm worthy. Oh, I'm not. Right. Man, I'm great. No, I'm not. Right. Man, I'm valuable. No, I'm not. Right. And just walking that walk with endurance and not giving up. Yeah. Right. And just walking next to Jesus and saying, man, like, man, this is like, like for me, enduring, like for real, like if you want to talk about enduring something, enduring this, this thing in the back of my head that would say that this is too good to be true. Wow. Like at some point, this whole, my whole life is going to fall apart. 
Like if I'm being honest with you guys today, like I'm always honest. I don't know why that's a term, right? But like, like to keep it hundred percent that like, if you ask me, Cruz, like, what are some things that you still fight today that the Lord is still renewing your mind? That's one for sure. Mm. When I look at my life, when I look at my family, when I look at my daughters, when I look at Diana, my wife of 18 years, when I look at what God is doing in us and through us and for us, there's this small little thing in the back of my head that is still like, it's too good to be true, man. Wow. You're, you're going to, you're going to find a way to mess it up. Wow. You know how it goes for you. You know how it goes for you guys. You're gonna you're gonna find a way to mess it up, right? And so I have to endure, man. I have to just buckle down, and say, "Nah, man, I'm not gonna live my life like that." Right? What and about so, what about what about like enduring your commitment? Come on, to bro. What Absolutely. You said yes to. Absolutely. Like Absolutely, bro. The mood swings, bro. Like oh, you know, like your walk with Christ is not just like a a place of convenience where it's just like oh, like when I feel like it. When that's I very good, like Andrew. It, like oh yeah, for sure, I'll do it. But the next thing you know, the the moment later, like two hours later, I'm pissed off, bro. And make like, a plan. Yeah. Make a plan. I'm pissed off yeah. and I'm just like acting a certain type of way. I'm going back yep. to what <laughs> to what I used to do. Yeah. You know, and I'm rebelling, right? Like, what about enduring that? Yeah. This is why, you know, this is why Christ taught it this way. Have a willingness to endure whatever, whatever. They come. Yeah. Right? Just endure. I believe this with all of my heart, man. And it's such a simple statement, but I believe it with all of my heart. If you don't quit, you'll win. Ooh. If you don't quit, just endure. Endure to the end, right? The Old Testament, Song of Solomon would say that the, 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 the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, right? But the race is given to the one who endures to the end, mm. right? Just endure. It doesn't say excel. <laughs> it's yeah. like, just don't quit. Right. When it gets awkward, don't stop. Right. Do it even if it's awkward. Right. When you feel like a hypocrite, don't stop. Right. Do it even if you feel like a hypocrite. If you mess up, don't stop. Yep. Let this be part of your discipleship story. You fell, okay, get up. Get up. That's right. Let's keep moving forward, right. man. Right? Look, I have this, this beautiful privilege of discipling my daughters. Right? Like that's what fathering is. I'm mm. discipling my daughters. Bro, did I throw them away when they like when they were trying to take little steps and they were falling on their face? No, dude. You know what I did? I celebrated. Right. Oh, they took a step. Oh, she fell. Oh, she took three more steps this time. Oh, she fell. Right. Oh, she got up. Oh, she fell. And guess what, bro? We stuck with it long enough. And what do they do now? They walk and they yeah. don't even think about it. Right. Right? Like, dude, endure. I love it because it's like in, in my walk, I don't look at my losses as losses. Cause we don't, there's no losing here. None. Like there's no losing None. real talk. Like None. there's no losing. Like I already know where I'm going to be later Absolutely. on down the road. I'm going to be seated with the father. Amen. Right. So there's no losing. So here's how I see it. Losses aren't losses. Losses are lessons. Amen. You fall forward. Amen. You fall forward. You learn Amen. You, your losses. You learn from them. You learn from your mistakes. They're lessons. Yeah. 100% bro. And that's what Jesus does. We're like, look, Come, learn of me. Yeah. I'll teach you how to live this life. Yeah. Come, it's Matthew 11, right? Come, are you are you tired? Are you heavy burdened? Okay, come. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Yeah. Come, learn of me. Yeah. Then I'll give you rest, give you rest. for your That's soul. Right. That's right. Right? That's the, that's, that's a beautiful invitation, man, right? Mm. So step number one, right? Like if I'm just going to start walking it as, as a disciple, step number one, I have to deny myself, right. my self-interest, my, you know, like my opinions, my preferences. I have to take a stand. Step number two, I've got to take a stand. Mm -hmm. I have to take a stand. And part of that stand is like, you know what? Even if it's not perfect, 
doesn't mean it doesn't have purpose. Right. Right. Even if I fall, even if I fall, I'm going to get up. In, imperfect steps forward is still progress. Right. I'm going to endure. I'm going to take my stand. And Amen. so then Jesus says this, if whoever has a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming it to my example in living, watch, that's a big deal. Conforming to my example, mm. right? Because oftentimes, Andrew, if I'm not careful, I don't let myself be molded to Jesus. I want Jesus to mold to me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I'm supposed to become the image of Christ, not Christ becomes the image of Cruz. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And so if I'm going to walk with Jesus and if I'm going to learn to live as a disciple, I have to come to terms that I'm going to change. Right. I'm doing, I'm going to conform. And what am I going to conform to his example of living? Right. And if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Now, mm. again, let's make it a point, right? Let's make it plain. Right. We're not talking about martyrdom. Right. Now, are there Christians in the body of Christ that places in this world where that is literal? Absolutely. Yep. And let me just throw out this PSA. Part of being part of the family of faith is that we pray for them on a regular basis. Right? We pray for men and women who are Christians around the world who are facing persecution. So yeah. take a moment and pray for them. Okay. Yeah. Like I know, and I, I know they got your order wrong at Starbucks today. Don't let that ruin your day. Okay. Instead, remember, oh yeah, there's brothers and sisters in the faith who are getting their right. heads chopped off, who are getting their hands cut off, who are getting dragged into the streets, who are getting imprisoned. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's a deep perspective. It's a big deal, we man. Got it right? good. Yeah, right. Yeah. However, even but even in, in even in the West and even in, in America, there is still this this call on our lives that, like, you know what? I'm gonna conform to the image of Christ. And you know what's gonna suffer, right? Here's what I pray. Your life isn't gonna suffer, but you know what's gonna suffer? And it, it's okay for it to suffer. Your desires are gonna suffer. Mm. Your flesh is gonna suffer. Your wow. impulse is going to suffer. Right. right. It is. It's going to be hungry for a while. Right. Right. My, like, like, look, you're changing patterns of your life, right? Your pride is going to suffer. Yeah. Your ego is going to suffer. Right. Right. Okay. Keep it moving. Right. Keep following Jesus. Amen. Right. Eventually here's what's going to happen. Right. Cause Jesus said it this way. You may suffer and perhaps even die. Well, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal, right? That my pride dies. Yeah. That my sinful nature dies. Yeah. That the old me dies. The and the new... Oh, come on, bro. Yes. Yeah. Right? That the selfless, mm. selfishness dies. Right? That the, the like the, 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 the snarky me, yeah. the attitude, the angry, bitter, right? broken, hurt, that the, tr the power of trauma dies mm. over your life. And what happens with every death? There's what? A resurrection yeah. and what resurrects the new life, the new you that belongs to the family of faith, you, right? And so Jesus says it, says it this way, man, I love this. And we'll land the plane here. Watch. He says, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world or save his life according to the ways of this world, verse 25, yeah. will eventually lose it through death. But watch, whoever loses his life in this world for my sake, what is Jesus saying? If you lose what the world defined as life, but you lose it for what for the invitation I make to you, watch this. You will have life with me for all of eternity. Amen. Man, I love that promise. Mm. I love how Matthew 10, 39 says it in the message version. He says, look, 
if you look for you, you'll lose you. But if you look for me, you'll find you and me. Come on. Isn't that beautiful? Come right? on. And so here's the goal, right? The goal is that you will find yourself as you follow him. Amen. Right? Is it going to be awkward? Absolutely. Yeah. Is, is, is it going to be, is it going to require a little bit of just lean in? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, but at the end of the day, the question is, are you going to be a part of this family or not? Yeah. Right. So I think the challenge that we make to our young adults and to prime culture this week is what's the stand you're going to take? Wow. How are you going to start? Where are you going to start this week? What are you giving up? What are you giving up? What's the stand yeah. you're giving up? Right. What, like where, what's the cross you're going to take on? Yeah. Right. Like what's the stand you're going to make? How yeah. are you going to endure this week? Right. I, I like, like, I just want to challenge you guys to do that as you're listening to this. Like, pick one thing. Just one. Pick one thing. Just one. You know what, Cruz? In my discipleship, in my following Jesus, I'm going to endure this. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give this bitterness up. That's what mm. I'm going to do. I can't be perfect. I can't get it all. You know, I, I, I can't do it all, but here's the one thing I'm going to do. Okay, great. Well, take that, nail it to the cross of Jesus, and walk in a way that Holy Spirit leads you. Amen. Right? And then once you master that, Bro, beautiful. What's the next thing? Yeah. And once you master that, what's the next thing? Right. And before you know it, you've got some maturity. Right. It's less awkward. You live as a child of God. You're not all weird in his house and in yeah. his family. Right. And you get to enjoy the abundant life that Christ came for all us to have. Just one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Step by step. Yep. Little. Little by, by little. little. Little by little. Amen. Amen. You're a part of this family. You belong here. Mm. That's what Jesus says. So you, Prime Culture, it's time to act like you belong here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That was a good talk, I think. Ooh. I feel like that was awesome. Bro, right? I'm so glad we're here. Yeah, me too, man. Hey, I'm so glad we're here. you guys, we usually say this at the beginning of the podcast, but just want to say thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and watching and wherever you, wherever you're uh, experiencing the podcast, we're so grateful. Hey, a handful of a handful of people have actually been leaving reviews and comments. No way, uh, yeah, dude, one hundred percent on oh like the, on Spotify, on on um, Apple Podcast, well, on honor. YouTube, right? So why don't you do this, right? Again, it helps us get the content out. If this is helping you. If you feel like it's gonna help your friends, if it's gonna help family, whatever, like help us out. You can join the movement by simple things, right? Like if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like, yeah. leave a comment, turn hit the bell, man, turn on notifications yep. for the channel if you're listening on podcast or spotify leave us a rating that means it like it means so much and it helps the content yeah. get to more people all right and that's the goal like we want more people to experience the abundant life that jesus came Amen. for them Amen. to have in your generation Amen. andrew you were awesome today i'm so proud of you hey, thank you for real you know who else was awesome angel richie was yes, awesome sir. at wreck and snap wreck official and sponsor snap. of the prime culture podcast that's that that's no joke no cap um, official sponsor. So for all of your recording and camera needs, yeah. that is who you go to. For real? Uh, at REC, the letter N, the word snap. Wreck and snap. Um, that's all the editing. That's all the capture. And so Angel Richie, we love you. We're so grateful for you. You and your wife, Annette, are amazing. And so 
give Angel a follow. Give yeah. him a like. Uh, he's the brains and the beauty behind. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was mad awkward, right? Anyway, hey, well, we love you guys. No, there's no, there's no, there's no shame whatsoever. I mean, clearly, there's a reason why he's wiped up right now. Hey, hey, come on. Look at, it. look at these, bro. He's blushing, bro. He's so red right now. Like he's like, what the heck are we doing? Hey. <laughs> Anyways, hey, listen. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for rocking with us. We love you guys so much. Have an incredible, incredible life. Let's go. We'll see y'all next week. Until next time. Yep. Be the culture. Come on. Peace.